This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Everyone, Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. We're going to begin tonight with this devastating new fact. The coronavirus is now surging in every single state in the country. Take a look at this map. Every state is bright red, indicating, as you well know, infections are on the rise. New cases topped a stunning 150,000 in one day. More than 67,000 Americans are hospitalized. What's more, a model often cited by the White House projects the death toll could hit 440,000 by March 1st. Tonight, states from New Mexico to Oregon are imposing strict rules. We'll tell you about that in a moment. But first, we finally heard from President Trump, who had been silent for the last eight days, even as the virus roared across the country. At a Rose Garden event today, President Trump said his administration will not propose a national lockdown. And he has still not conceded the election, saying only, quote, time will tell, unquote. Our team has a lot of news to cover this evening, but we're going to begin tonight with the coronavirus surge. Leading us off is CBS's Nikki Batiste with some breaking news from New York City. Good evening, Nikki. Major, despite a rainy day here in New York City, people have been lining up for COVID tests. Just as the mayor warned, schools could go entirely remote once again on Monday. Tonight, new restrictions are taking place in several states across the country as cases continue to explode. The pandemic not just getting worse, but raging throughout the nation. For the first time, all 50 states seeing a rise in daily coronavirus cases, according to CBS News analysis. Governors across the country practically begging residents to follow health safety guidelines. It's a very dangerous situation. 
and our hospitals have been sounding the alarm. In New Mexico, the governor ordering all non-essential businesses to close for the next two weeks. Residents ordered to shelter in place. Tonight, this stark warning from Idaho's governor. We are in the middle of an unprecedented and dangerous time in our state's history. Colorado again shattering records for new cases and hospitalizations. These are um, our darkest days as a nation. They are our darkest days as a state. In New York, the positivity rate on the brink of the 3% threshold that would trigger the closing of all public schools to in-person learning. The city's mayor with this message for parents. Have an alternative plan for beginning as early as Monday. California now passing an unsettling threshold. More than one million COVID cases. The second state to do so after Texas. In hard-hit El Paso, a city with more hospitalizations per capita than any single state in the country. The healthcare system is overwhelmed. Nurse Lawana Rivers posted this after finishing a shift. There's not a single patient that made it. Y'all, when I say this, assignment here uh, like literally almost destroyed me. In Minnesota, health officials want all 18 to 35 year olds to get tested. They're seeing disproportionate spread among young people. 17 year old Minneapolis resident Ella Winston was hospitalized 10 days and just got home. Being in the hospital was so scary and just seeing my mom so sad too. It was really hard for me. Based off what you, you are going through, does that change your mind on how you think about your own Thanksgiving plans? I think our family's going to have a small, tight, um, knit Thanksgiving for ourselves and probably some um, Zoom calls. It puts a perspective of how fragile life is and what we're thankful for. The restrictions taking effect here in New York City tonight include a 10 p.m. curfew on restaurants and gyms and limiting gatherings in private homes to 10 people. But the governor warns tighter restrictions are looming. Major? Nikki Batiste with a comprehensive look at the virus. We thank you. Tonight, for the first time, we have a projected or presumed election winner in all 50 states. CBS News projects President Trump has won North Carolina and President-elect Joe Biden is the presumptive winner in Georgia. That brings the electoral vote count to 306 to 232, giving Mr. Biden the same total President Trump won four years ago. Today, President Trump spoke in public for the first time in more than a week. And here is CBS's Ben Tracy. Tonight, President Trump breaking his silence with an appearance in the Rose Garden, saying two vaccines could be approved by the end of the year and available to all Americans as soon as April. Free of charge. But then refusing to take questions or concede the election. Hopefully the the uh, whatever happens in the future, who knows which administration it will be. I guess time will tell. The White House is blocking a transition to President-elect Joe Biden, which means Biden's team does not have access to government agencies or experts to coordinate its COVID response. Say at this pivotal time, and as we've seen thousands seen this week, thousands of Americans have uh, lost their lives to COVID. Um, the current president is absent from that conversation. And, you know, it's imperative that uh, our team and our experts have that access. And tonight, President Trump's former chief of staff, John Kelly, agrees, telling Politico the transition is about the nation and it hurts our national security to delay it. 
With Biden now winning Georgia and Arizona, today the president's lawyers dropped their lawsuit in Arizona, admitting it would not change enough votes to matter. But even with the Trump campaign's legal efforts failing in several states, the president's top aides continue to cling to an alternate reality. President Trump believes he will be President Trump, have a second term. Yet the president is showing little interest in actual governing. He's been silent on the explosion of COVID cases, not mentioned the tropical storm that battered Florida and the southeast, and said nothing about five American service members killed in a helicopter crash in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula yesterday. The White House pushing back, saying any suggestion that the president has given up on governing is false. Thank you, Secret Service. They do a great job. And tonight, CBS News has learned that dozens of members of the Secret Service are believed to have coronavirus or are in quarantine. Cases linked in part to campaign rallies President Trump held leading up to Election Day. Ben Tracy joins us from the White House. Ben, the president-elect is weighing in on the pandemic and issuing his own pleas. Tell us more. That's right. Mr. Biden released a statement today urging Americans to keep socially distanced, to wash their hands and to keep wearing a mask until a vaccine arrives. Now, he and his team have talked about working with states on mask mandates, but that's something that Republican governors are likely to resist. Major. Ben Tracy, thank you. The Biden win we mentioned in Georgia is the first for a Democrat in 28 years. But tonight, Georgia remains at the center of the American political universe. Why? Because control of the United States Senate and quite possibly the fate of Mr. Biden's legislative agenda now rests on two races there heading for a January showdown. Here is CBS's Maria Villarreal. President-elect Joe Biden made history in Georgia, and though his 14,000 vote margin was narrow enough to trigger a hand recount, it's not expected to change the outcome. I can't tell you how important it is that we flip the United States Senate. The battle for Georgia is now at the Senate level, where both of the state seats will be decided in January. A Democratic sweep would give Mr. Biden and the party control of the Senate. Democrat John Ossoff is hoping he can capitalize on Biden's win with his own upset over Republican David Perdue. Joe and Kamala, they will not be able to govern. They will not be able to contain this virus and rebuild this economy unless we win these two U.S. Senate races here in Georgia. Both parties will spend tens of millions on campaign ads and voter outreach. Republicans are flying in party stars, and though President Trump campaigned here several times. I love Georgia. I love being with you. He has no plans to return to stump for Purdue or Kelly Loeffler, who's trying to edge out Democrat Raphael Warnock. Make no mistake, we are the firewall, not just for the U.S. Senate, but the future of our country. You are watching history happen, the state's first ever recount. And while this may not change the outcome of the presidential election, officials do believe it will prepare them for races that could be close in the future, like that hotly contested U.S. Senate race we just told you about that goes down in January. Major. Maria, thank you. Turning overseas now to Italy, which this week surpassed one million COVID cases. It was the first country after China to be hit by the virus. Tonight, we got rare access inside a hospital there where shocking video shows the horrors of an overrun health system. And we warn you, some of these images are graphic. Here is CBS's Chris Livesey from Rome. Inside a Naples ER, a man collapsed on the bathroom floor. This one is dead, says the person filming. This one 
We don't know whether he's alive or dead. Even ICUs struggle as the body count soars, something we witnessed up close in Rome. So this is a patient who just passed away from COVID-19. Just this moment, so just two or three minutes ago, this patient was alive and now he's passed away. Unfortunately, it happens, says Dr. Sebastiano Petrarca, more and more often as infections surge across Italy, once the worst hit country at the start of the global pandemic. Italy was the first country in the world to lock down nationally so that this would never have to happen again. But Italians eventually dropped their guard, says Dr. Petrarca, who's now running out of ICU beds. Rome's COVID hospitals are saturated. He says it's exploding again. Chris Livesay, CBS News, Rome. Tonight, North Carolina is under a state of emergency after Tropical Storm Ada killed at least 12 people. Search teams today recovered a one-year-old child who had been missing, and yet another storm is on the move tonight. The record 30th named storm of the season, Iota, formed in the Caribbean today. It's expected to hit storm-ravaged Central America as a powerful hurricane early next week. Late today, a milestone SpaceX launch was scrubbed until Sunday because of the weather. This flight will open a new era for America's space program, with crews routinely launching to the space station using commercially developed spacecraft. CBS's Mark Strassman is in Florida, and he's keeping a close eye on Launchpad 39A. With these four astronauts and one revolutionary approach, America's back in the space launch business. This uh, start of kind of a new era in terms of how we're going to uh, ferry crews up and down to the International Space Station. Starting with this reusable Falcon 9 rocket, a product of NASA's public-private partnership with SpaceX. This crew trained for months inside their new capsule called Crew Dragon. Think of it as a flying iPad packed with G-Wiz touchscreen technology. How challenging was the whole COVID thing? It's been very challenging. We're not talking about just keeping us safe, um, but it's keeping our families safe. They'll stay in space for six months. Victor Glover is the only space rookie. What is it you're most looking forward to? Every single bit of the mission. It'll be the first time I've been able to do that thing in space. Do not latch and the IMV is closed. Glover's 44, a former Navy pilot and the father of four girls. In another milestone, he'll become the first black astronaut to stay for an extended time aboard the space station. Why do you think it took 20 years. I don't have any idea why it may have taken this long, but uh, those those kinds of things can be challenging. Does that mean something to you? I will once I get there. It is important to have kids who look like me or look like I looked when I was younger uh, see someone that, that uh, they can relate to that way. Here's why the launch slid from Saturday night to Sunday night. SpaceX wants to recover and reuse the rocket's first stage. It would land on a ship in the Atlantic. But because of the remnants of Ada, the ship could not leave in time to get to the recovery zone in time. Major? Mark Strassman with all the details, and we all look forward to that launch. Tonight, two people are dead and three injured after a steam pipe explosion rocked the campus of a Connecticut veterans hospital. Workers at the West Haven facility had just installed a new pipe early this morning when it exploded. No hospital patients were injured. An investigation is underway into the cause of the explosion. Today, the father and son charged in the killing of Ahmed Arbery were denied bond by a Georgia judge. 
Gregory and Travis McMichael are accused in the February shooting of Arbery as he was out for a jog near the town of Brunswick. Prosecutors at the hearing revealed a, hear a history rather, of racially offensive texts sent by Travis McMichael. The new general manager of the Miami Marlins is in a league of her own. Kim Eng is now the highest ranking woman in Major League Baseball operations. She has 30 years of big league experience and calls her new leadership role the honor of her career. Eng says her goal now is, of course, to bring championship baseball to Miami. Like a lot of Americans, a woman in upstate New York needed a break from political news on TV. Trust me, I sympathize. But she had no idea she was about to make a life-saving choice. Here is CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. Of all the choices, all the places you could click. Do you see how fluffy that is? All the videos you could surf. Why would anyone settle on a sleeping pig? It had to be one of the least interesting things on the internet. <laughs> yeah, she's not putting on a show or nothing. But it's all, it was also the least stressful. With political tensions roiling, all Laura Palladino wanted that Friday night was a boring animal live stream. Unfortunately, her desire for drama-free programming came to a crashing halt after the pig knocked over a heat lamp, buried it in straw, and set the barn ablaze. And I started freaking out. And as if that wasn't enough. I was the only one watching. The only one in the world who knew what was happening. Which is what made like my heart sink. Like there was nothing I could do and it was terrifying. Laura tried calling the farm, but no one answered. She even tried 911, but what were they gonna do? She lived 80 miles away. That's why, deep down, Laura knew it was hopeless, but she kept trying different numbers anyway. And would you believe? They busted in. She finally got a hold of the farmer just in time. I started crying, like this is just a lot. And he was like holding her, he's like, I'm so sorry. Like you could tell how much he loved those animals. I was like, oh. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Laura. <laughs> yeah. This week, Laura traveled to June Farms in West Sand Lake, New York, to meet farm manager Josh Vicks. Thank you. Yeah. Josh had cared yeah. for that pig, named Ethel, since it was a piglet. Definitely inspiring to know that there are other people that feel as much affection and love towards these animals that we do. The only one uninspired was Ethel herself. Hi. Who appears to have emerged from the ordeal completely unshaken. The farm can now proceed with its plan to breed Ethel, promising the first piglet will be named Is that good? Laura. I never thought I'd have a pig named after me, but I'll take it. And we'll take her. <laughs> Why not? As a reminder that most people are heroes, just waiting for their moment. Hi, girl. Steve Hartman, on the road near Albany, New York. The only one in the world kept trying. Coming up this Sunday, our exclusive interviews with former President Barack Obama, with Gail King on CBS Sunday Morning, and Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes. And remember, if you can't watch the evening news live, please don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett in Washington. Have a great weekend and good night. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. 
This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.